I was sleeping, but my heart was awake, a sound. My love is knocking. Open for me, my sister, my dearest, my dove, my perfect one. My head is soaked with dew, my hair with the night mists. I have taken off my tunic. Why should I put it back on? I have bathed my feet. Why should I get them dirty? My love has put his hand in through the latch hole and my body ached for him. I rose, I went to open for my love and my hands dripped myrrh, my fingers liquid myrrh over the handles of the lock. I went and opened for my love, but my love had turned, gone away. I nearly died when he turned away. I couldn't, I looked for him, but I couldn't find him. I called out to him, but he didn't answer me. They found me, the guards who made their rounds of, in the city. They struck me, bruised me. They took my shawl away from me, those guards of the city walls. I place you under oath, daughters of Jerusalem. If you find my love, what should you tell him? That I am weak with love. How is your lover different from any other lover, you who are the most beautiful of women? How is your lover different from any other lover, you that makes us swear this solemn pledge? Who is this coming from the wilderness, leaning against her lover? Under the apple tree, I aroused you. There, where your mother labored with you, there, where laboring, she bore you. Set me as a seal over your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is as strong as death, passionate love, unrelenting as the grave. It darts, its darts are darts of fire, divine flame, rushing waters can't quench love, rivers can't wash it away. If someone gave all his estate in exchange for love, he would be laughed to utter shame. Our sister is small. She has no breasts. What will we do for our sister on the day that she is spoken for? If she is a city wall, then we will build a turret of silver on her. And if she is a door, then we will barricade her with a panel of cedar. I am a city wall, and my breasts are the towers. So now I'm in his eyes as one who brings peace. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. I invite you to respond to that scripture and song as we anticipate the preached word <clears throat> number 48 come my way my truth my life and this is a new one to us but i have confidence in us and uh watch heath for a for a nod to get get, get started
In the words of Augustine, Lord, give me chastity, but not yet. (laughs) Let's begin with prayer. Divine musician, be in our head and in our heart and our voice as we examine the complexity of your love. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Good night, my someone. Good night, my love. Sleep tight, my someone, sleep tight, my love. Our star is shining its brightest light. For good night, my love, for good night. It was August 7, 1919. The Spanish flu pandemic raged through the streets of New York City when the bright lights of the marquees on Broadway all went dark for the very first time in Broadway's history. It had nothing to do with the pandemic, though. The newly formed Actors' Equity Association had staged their very first strike, demanding better pay and working conditions for actors. It was historic. The first time in American history that actors were considered laborers. And in retrospect, it probably did a small part in lowering the spread of Spanish flu for the month that Broadway stayed closed. Again, in 1960, 1964, and 1968, Broadway was closed for short periods of time due to actor labor disputes. In 1975, the Musicians Union went on strike, shutting down Broadway for 25 days. Following the September 11th attack, Broadway closed down for two days. And the Stagehands Union shut down Broadway for nearly three weeks in 2007. Between 2007 and 2020, Broadway shut down four times for natural disasters and blackouts, none of which lasted longer than four days. Then, in March of 2020, the millions of people working in the live entertainment industry became basically the least essential workers on the planet. And Broadway began what would become its longest period of closure in its existence. The shows in production went on hiatus, some to never reopen. Planned shows were scrapped or postponed. Shows in previews closed, some to postpone their opening dates by two plus years, others to never be heard from again. One of the shows that was postponed for more than a year was Hugh Jackman of Wolverine fame and Sutton Foster, who you might know from the TV show Younger, starring in the highly anticipated revival of The Music Man. The story of a con artist, a librarian, a pool table, and a boy's band. The story of societal fear of change in a world at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution the story of an unlikely, passionate romance. Polysemy, P-O-L-Y-S-E-M-Y, 
spell that because my husband stopped me and asked me how to spell it in the middle of practicing this. It means the possibility for the same symbol to hold multiple discernible meanings. Polysemy. Some might say the Bible itself is the ultimate example of polysemy, but it is certainly what's going on in the Song of Songs. The Hebrew language is already very well suited to this kind of multiplicity in meaning, and Hebrew poetry intentionally leans into double entendre and multiple meanings. As Megan told us last week, the Song of Songs is an erotic love poem, a celebration of ourselves as beautiful, sensual beings, the kind of thing you might find in Balzac. But also, I think, some of the truest scripture written about my human relationship with the divine comforter. Being in love used to be my favorite dream, oh yes. I've been in love more than anybody else has, I guess. Our scene today opens with the young lady whom we met last week, alone in her bed. When who should come a-rapping, a tap-tap-tapping on her chamber door but her lover, back for more grapes. His head is already wet with dewdrops of the night, so it doesn't sound like this intends to be a long visit. But he has come with purpose in mind. No bright-eyed, blushing, breathless baby doll baby. No, sir, that kind of child ties knots no sailor ever knew. I prefer to take a chance on a more adult romance. No dewy young miss who keeps resisting all the time she keeps insisting. I flinch, I shy when the last with the delicate air walks by. I hope and I pray for Hester to win just one more A. The sadder but wiser girl's the girl for me. The sadder but wiser girl for me. Professor Harold Hill is a traveling salesman. We don't know much about his past. Graduated from Gary Conservatory of Music, class of 1905, although the town wasn't built until 1906. He's a music man and he sells clarinets to the kids in the town with the big trombones and the rat-a-tat drums. Big brass bass, big brass bass. I don't know how he does it, but he lives like a king and he dallies and he gathers and he plucks and he shines and when the man dances, certainly boys, what else? The piper pays him, but he doesn't know the territory. He thinks his smooth talking can easily win over the town librarian slash piano player. But she surprises him. Oh, oh my love, you've come so late. I've already taken off my clothes, I couldn't possibly put them back on. I've bathed, you just want to make me dirty again, go away. And do you know what's amazing? And Megan alluded to this last week. In this story from the Hebrew Bible, he does. She, our ingenue says no, and he goes away. But she didn't really mean for him to go away, did she? 
She really just kind of wanted to make him squirm a little bit, play hard to get, make the night a little longer. In truth, she yearns for him. She drips with liquid myrrh for him. And now she has lost him and doesn't know where he is. True love can be whispered from heart to heart. When lovers are parted, they say, so I must contend on a wish and a star as long as my heart doesn't know where you are. Marion isn't your typical librarian. The people of the town don't seem to have much respect for her, or like her, really. Of course, I shouldn't tell you this, but she advocates dirty books. Chaucer, Rabelais, Balzac. Oh, and the worst thing, of course, I shouldn't tell you this, but she made brazen overtures to a man who didn't have a friend in this town until she came here. Oh, yes, she made brazen overtures with a gilt-edged guarantee. She had a golden glint in her eye and a silver voice and a counterfeit ring. Just melt her down and you'll reveal a lump of lead as cold as steel here, where a woman's heart should be. He left River City, the library building, but he left all the books to her. Chaucer, Rabelais, Balzac. And thus the rumors begin to spread about the lurid past of the town's librarian, both on stage and in the audience. You see, in the show, Marion is presumed to be 30-something, maybe as young as 27. She's set up as, quote-unquote, an old maid from the very beginning. She also has a brother who's five to eight and whose father died two years ago. There's much musical theater fan fiction theories about the true parentage of Winthrop, and one doesn't need to infer too far to get the impression that the residents of River City aren't far from that line of thinking themselves. As she wanders the streets, searching for her lover, crying his name into the empty night, the people of our city wound our young woman. They abuse her, tear her clothes, leave her in the street to cry for her beloved. All I want is a plain man. All I want is a modest man, a quiet man, a gentle man, a straightforward and honest man to sit with me. This past June, Third Rail Repertory Theater in Portland presented a radical new staging of The Music Man, a subversive chamber ensemble production with six female and non-binary actors playing all of the roles and accompanying themselves. In breaking down this well-built structure that we were so used to seeing this classical musical through, this company was able to explore more deeply the familiar text with curiosity, find the bad, the extraordinary, and the hidden gems. You know, learn to sing the songs in a new way. Polysemy. Megan told us last week that God is not mentioned not once in the whole book of Song of Songs, but 
That does not mean, however, that we are not good and faithful readers of the Hebrew Bible, and we have learned with unwavering certainty that when allegorizing a love story from the Bible, that the man in the story is God, and the woman is the people. We clearly read that in Lamentations a few weeks ago. And if we were to read the Song of Songs that way, we see humanity desiring God, but somehow letting God slip away. Even as we chase after them, calling, God, where are you? God, I'm lost and I need you. And isn't that the way it feels a lot of the time? But if we approach this poem with curiosity, if we break down those well-established structures to read familiar texts in a different light, what happens if in this story the woman actually represents God? What if it's God who's chasing after us? What if it's God who wants us to love them? God who drips myrrh for us, who chases after us in the street. It's okay that you're not perfect. I didn't want you to be. I want you to be just the way you are. My white knight, not a Lancelot, nor an angel with wings. Just someone who loves me, who's not ashamed of a few nice things. Doesn't that seem exactly right, too? Can't both things be true? Aren't they? And isn't this also an erotic love poem? Aren't all three things true and good and meaningful simultaneously? And if I were the kind of person who reads Christian theology into Jewish texts, I would say right there it is. But that actually, I think, cuts the whole thing too short. Because here we have God and people searching frantically for each other, kind of reaching in the dark, calling out each other's names. And when they finally come together, you know, it's like 76 trombones led the big parade and 110 cornets close at hand. And then they lose each other again. And that is just the truth of this relationship. At least of my relationship with God. But then there's all these people on the outside of this relationship who really like to pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little, cheap, 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 talk a lot, pick a little more. Our young ingenue's family isn't capable of seeing who she has become, how she has changed and grown and invited that change into her life. They're kind of stuck on the idea of who she used to be. What shall we do for our little sister? We shall wall her in, hold her tight, don't let her grow. Keep singing the songs the old way. But the thing is, they don't know that that ship sailed. Our young ingenue is confident of self, and she brings that self to the fore. See me for who I am. 
I was a wall and my breasts were like towers. Dream of now, dream of then, dream of a love song that might have been. Do I love you? Oh yes, I love you. And I'll bravely tell you, but only when we dream again. The cast recording of this new Broadway revival with Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman came out a few weeks ago. And as I listened to it while on a walk one day, I had my critical listening ear on, li listing what I specifically like and don't like about what was going on, as if I were planning to write some sort of presentation on it or something. <laughs> it sounds Midwestern in a way it never did before. Harold feels a little bit slimier than he has before. It's hard to hear some of these updated lyrics, even though I appreciate that they fixed some of the problematic language. It's not what's programmed into my body, you know? And Marion, well, I'm not sure what's going on there, but I haven't made up my mind whether I like it or not. And then, as she was coming to about the midpoint of her big song at the end of Act One, I lost my breath as tears started falling from my eyes. All I want is a plain man. All I want is a modest man, a quiet man, a gentle man, a straightforward and honest man to sit with me in a cottage somewhere in the state of Iowa. And I would like him to be more interested in me than he is in himself, and more interested in us than in me. When casting a 47-year-old woman in this role, she has a very different relationship with that eight-year-old boy than a 27-year-old does. It's nearly inconceivable to believe that that's her brother. And you can feel that. You can hear it. And you start to think about exactly what it is she's asking from love. And if occasionally he'd ponder what makes Shakespeare and Beethoven great? Him I could love till I die. Him I could love till I die. In the end, the con is found out. There was never any band. There was never going to be a band. But there were instruments. There were uniforms. And there was a lot of time that the people of this town spent together because of that. And suddenly... Down the aisle in marches every boy from that town dressed head to toe in red marching band uniforms. And together they play the most fifth grade band sounding version of the Minuet NG I've ever heard. And that is true. But what the people hear, or, you know, maybe this is another one of those places where the woman represents God. They hear perfection. And that's true, too. I was a wall, and my breasts were like towers. 
Then I was in his eyes as the one who brings peace. This erotic love poem can be just that. And it can be a story of us searching for God. And it can be a story of God searching for us. The first Broadway closure in history can be remedying working conditions for actors, and, and it can be reducing the spread of Spanish flu. The librarian with the questionable past can be the sadder but wiser girl. And she can be your shapoopy. A stranger selling boys' bands door-to-door can be a con man, and he can be the man who taught the town how to sing. And if we're engaging with our authentic selves and meeting others as their authentic self, then maybe all of those things can be true simultaneously, and we will learn to see what we couldn't see before. There was love all around, and I never heard it singing. No, I never heard it at all, till there was you. May it be so.